0: DNBR Avalanche Podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. use code DNBR when you sign up for a new account to get amazing odds boosts. I'm your host, Ruto, joined by AJ Hafley. Uh it hasn't been a super busy day. The abs did make one signing. <clears throat> we'll get into that. The, Yo, they made three. Okay, one NHL relevant signing. Actually, that's not true. Sakura could play NHL games, wouldn't surprise me, but we'll get into that too. Uh Darcy Kemper did his first interview as an Av. Uh, some other news around the league as well. So, a large human being. St. Louis, he is a big dude. He's a big, large dude. It is very true. Yeah, Hockenpah also will not be coming to Colorado, but... I was you know, happy to see that Dallas signed him to the deal that I signed him to. At the three-year. 1.5? Uh, yep. So... Let's talk about Brandon Saad. Yeah. Saad officially going to St. Louis. $4.5 million AAV. When you look Killed at that, that. A year ago. Yeah. When you look at that, you have to think the Az might have been interested. Five-year term, though. Takes him to age 34. Uh, I know my Twitter feed wanted him back in Colorado at, at on that deal. What are your thoughts, AJ? Would have had no bones. Yeah. I mean, twenty-eight years old, Brandon Saad's a pretty consistent guy. <clears throat> Four and a half million, it's not very hard to live up to that deal. It's not it's not like it crushes you cap wise. Um But you know. The ads made their choice, yeah. It's uh I, I hate to keep saying it, but I want to see where. Yeah, like the, if yeah. they're if they're done, or if they uh, if the, they actually do a few more things here and there, it's because hard, if, you can't. It's hard to believe that they're done, even after the Helm signing. They still have nearly eight million in cap. It, it, I understand retaining some cap to have some flexibility at the deadline as a contender, but well, and they also have the one point seven million in overage. True. That they have, and they uh, have to sign Jost, this no, year, but so right now, 7.8 in cap space, 1.7 in overage. So you're down to six. You signed Joast and you're down to about four, four and a yeah. half. Let's say, let's say Joe's let's say Joast is two. Sure, just so we're you're at four right there. Uh, and that's that's with. That would be eleven forwards, six defense and two goalies mm-hmm. so there isn't there isn't really uh, you know that that kind of cash just floating around there. So you know they four and a half would have been tough for them to fit in. I mean, they could have done it if they didn't. One sign helm, maybe, but it would have been yeah. right even then. Um. But the like the, the this is more than a more than a forward. I'm I'm, I'm really looking for a defenseman. I agree. Um. Because um, like the 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 forward spot, like everybody's, oh, you go get a top six forward, and then, you know. But for me, like I want to give now hook that job, right? Uh, realistically, particularly after this Helm signing, I think it makes more and more sense that New Hook is that top six left wing, I suppose. Um, As it stands right now, and, and we'll get into this more when we start talking about Darren Helm, but you're already looking at the Avs being, you know, four or five guys deep as far as depth is concerned that could play in their bottom six. Yeah at a certain point, adding more forwards is just creating a log jam, right? Yeah. Well, and it's funny because Cap Friendly has sure Sherwin on the NHL roster at seven fifty. Yeah. And it's like basically anybody that they choose to play is more expensive than that. Yep. Except Logan O'Connor. Which Logan O'Connor be? at 7 25 is it's- actually going to save them some money. Yeah. We'll save him 25 k when he's actually on the roster. <laughs> yeah. Um, so... Yeah, it, I I'm with you on that take. Actually, like Newhook makes a ton of sense to at least try in the top six, and yeah, and like if he doesn't, like even if he doesn't start there, like it doesn't really matter what the the opening night lineup looks like that much. Like, I it's mean, it's not super uh, important. Yeah. It's it's like with a guy because a guy like Newhook, you're planning on okay, you want him to get better as a season. You want to you want to find a, a spot where he looks comfortable and productive for you. Does that end up being the top six? Does that end up being the middle six? Does that end up being the fourth line? Does that end up being the I AHL? Mean, I mean, we he, don't know the answer to that question. It, the, the conversation is always going to be fluid there, right? You provide opportunity, and if he plays well, then you give him more. Like, Yeah. Well, and he's a guy that I think, like, of all these young guys that we've talked about as potential roster dudes this year, like, Newhook is the one that should be, like, the slam dunk He's he plays yeah, for you on opening night. Absolutely has a roster spot. Yeah. You know, whatever whatever line it is, but he plays for you mm-hmm. on opening night. Yep. I agree. Uh realistically might be the only one now, but yeah, definitely given the way he played at the end of last year, it's hard not to see him having a spot. Um and look, we've talked about it before without getting too deep into it. I think it's pretty safe to say that the Evs currently the biggest hole in their lineup is their sixth defenseman, possibly their fifth defenseman, depending on EJ's health. Yeah. I mean, the fact that now they have to have now they have to have EJ be mm-hmm. healthy before the Kemper deal with Timmins, It was. If EJ's healthy, you have a strong top six. You have a strong sixty. Yeah, if EJ, like with if EJ's out, your is a question mark. But you're still rocking Timmins, so you. Yeah, like, and okay. now and now you're in the world where Curtis McDermott is a regular for you, not like a guy that they maybe want to rotate in or he's move around or whatever. Every night in this world, he's, yeah, he's a guy that they're putting that they're putting in the lineup. And like, I know that like. We're talking about that like, oh, my God. The horror. But, you know, you remember how many games last year did Dan Renuff and Kyle yeah, Burroughs. I hear and, you. And the ads were just fine. Yeah. And Jacob, like, and, and, like, there were games where, like, two or three of those guys were in the lineup, and they just kept rolling. Now, granted, the schedule won't be as easy this year. They're going to play actual NHL teams more often than not this season. But it's... Well, the, the other side of that conversation, though, is there is obvious and easy to acquire upgrades at that position in free agency that should be pretty darn affordable, as, as we just saw Hawk and Paw went for $1.5 Yeah, and chose to play in Dallas because he wanted to play with Finns. Yep. So unless the abs were going to make a grip of fins, should have kept down Skoy, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like that was a that was a decision that he made. Like you and oh, why didn't the abs do this? Like it, you know, free agents have they're allowed to make choices too. Yeah, absolutely, and you know they yeah, should. yeah the, the abs have a right. fin. They have, Miko, and they have Miko. They have a fin. Yep. One fin. Dallas has like four, five. They have Sample a lot. Sam doesn't yeah. count as finish anymore. It, yeah, he's American. <laughs> We're claiming him. We're claiming him. He played his hockey in the USHL, all right? He's American. Yeah. When those guys come over USHL and... And then play college hockey. We get them; they're ours now. <laughs> <laughs> but, but just to, that time, him playing for Finland in the WJC is irrelevant. He's American now. Just to reiterate, Not- after the Helm signing, uh, there isn't really room for another cheap forward in the Avs lineup. Uh, whereas on defense, you can easily get better with another cheap forward or cheap defenseman. Sorry. Whether that be uh, – options are still plentiful out there, whether you want Ryan Murray, Jason Demers, I guess Brendan Smith. Uh, you can go uh, – Yeah, another guy that plays forward. Forward, defense, yeah, can um, play little, <laughs> Does both of them poorly. <laughs> but, you know, pick the guy you like. You can go down the list of Connor Carrick or if you want Jack Johnson, I guess. But there are still dudes out there that if you drop them in – your sixth D spot over Curtis McDermott, you're better today, right? Yes. Super chat here. I think Joe is going to make a trade after during preseason. It's going to be very competitive preseason. I Preseason deals are yeah, super rare. It's not only that anything like that is basically impossible to predict at the moment. That'd be fun though. I mean, it would be fun. Yeah, Merrill's still out there. If you like that guy. Pick your poison, basically, if you want someone. There's a number of dudes that you could go out and get. Okay, so. That's where it's at. <laughs> did you see the Brandon side comments no. on signing in St. Louis? I did not. What are they? I've won in my career. I've been fortunate. And once you get a taste of it, there's no better feeling. I wanted to go somewhere that I had a chance of winning and where there was a successful team. The Blues fit that mold. If you say so, Brandon. I think it's really interesting that he was on the team that kicked their fucking face in in the postseason. And he was like, sign me up for that. I'm going to go there to win. But. Also, I'm curious where, like, what his other offers really looked like. Right, were, were the, versus, the only ones giving him that money in term? Yeah. Well, and like, what were what were those terms versus the terms of maybe other competitive teams that were a little more cap strapped? Sure. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm. I would just be curious what it's like. Like, what's how different were those offers yeah yeah like what was he actually what did he actually take 24 whole hours to weigh yep but it was pretty funny i i just like the idea of like man we smoked those guys let's go join them (laughs) with me they'll be so much better all right we can get into the guys, the evs signed today in just a bit, but we are brought to you by Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNVR. You can get them down at the DNVR bar or find them at your local liquor store. I think they're delicious. I love the Avalanche. Try it today because yeah, they support us and and we support our partners. It's a, it's a good deal every single way. Also brought to y'all by DraftKings Sportsbook. Like I said, use that DNVR code. Get in there, get yourself some amazing odds boosts right now. You can if you're a new account. Bet $1 to win $100. Pick any event that you think the U.S. is going to meddle in. Doesn't matter if they get bronze, silver, or gold. If they meddle in it, you turn $1 into $100. So pretty darn easy they, uh, money. Leading, leading all countries right now with uh, 38 medals. They're doing pretty good. They're doing pretty uh, good. China second with 31. All right. And I'm assuming that this fake Russia is third. ROC, yeah. Yeah. Yep. So if you it got a good read on any sport that America's good at, make your bet, win 100 bucks. It's super easy. If the Olympics is really not for you, of course, you can bet on pretty much any other sport in the world, whether that be the big four here in the States or hockey in Russia, hockey in Europe, table tennis, not at the Olympics if you're into that type of thing. You name it, you can bet on it over at DraftKings Sportsbook. They're super easy to use. Download that top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use that DNBR code for that $1 into $100 in site credit opportunity. Again, DNBR code. Got to put that in if you want the odds boost. Limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Also do you you hear that? What? Do you hear that? No. People stomping around upstairs or something? No, there's like a there's like an airplane. Crashing? Yeah, like flying like super low over my house. That's I live right next to an Air Force base, so that's just every day for me. Still can't hear it on the show. Oh. Um, it's it, super, super low. In any case, also consider, you know, signing up for a DNVR membership because we're pretty cool to get the yearly membership. You get a bunch of amazing stuff, including a free shirt, big beers at the bar, access to the DNBR lounge. It's all awesome. It's, uh, it's pretty cool. We're chilling. Uh, AJ of course has a, a bunch of written stuff between AJ and Evan on all the new guys. The abs are, are acquiring over the last couple of days, but, uh, yeah, we do, we do good stuff. Support us and stuff. You know, you don't have to super chat. You can also get cool stuff for supporting us and having a membership. All right. Second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast. Let's get into uh, the signing of today. Or at least the signing so far of today. I, uh, I told Z that we should start a bit where okay. we just don't ever mention Darren Helm. Like <laughs> like we go through the today's entire show and we just never mention his name and pretend like it didn't happen. And then all summer when we were talking about the roster just and we were talking him. and just don't include him for no reason. Just don't do it. Just for fun. Just to, just to see what – like how long it would take before somebody's like, what are you guys doing? Like, how come you guys don't talk about this guy? <clears throat> and then like, get into the middle of December and then be like, when did Darren Helmson with the Avs? after he's been <laughs> in the lineup for like 25 games. All right. So the signing of today, Dylan Sakura. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it was telling that the Eagles announced that yeah, signing as well. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, there. I think there's a bigger conversation here that I do want to get into. Um, is it the same conversation we have every year? Yep. I, I, I'm gonna take a little bit of a different approach with it, though. Um, look, let's start with Darren Helm. Before we get into that conversation, the Abs get him for one million on one year. This is. Just doing the Belmar thing and running it back again. Yes. Um, yeah. Well, you remember Belmar was a multi-year deal. Correct. And was a 1.8 million cheaper for only one year, but conceptually, veteran, good defensive metrics to drop on your fourth line. He's kind of like Calvert and Belmar combined into one. Yeah. yeah, that's a good because way to say it. he plays all three forward positions, and it's like speed, PK. That's what he's there to do. And he'll give you like 15 points, you, like yeah. some offense. Like, nah, he'll, he'll give you generous, I think, but okay. I mean, he'll give you fourth liner offense. Like, yeah, let's be real. I'm, not, that I'm not, scary. I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and pretend like, Oh, this is, I, I like him more than I like Belmar as a fit in Colorado specifically. Okay. Just with skating ability alone, maybe on that one, but um, look, this one's pretty straightforward to drop in on your fourth line, fill that role. Um, I d- the most amazing part of this is that I didn't like so many other people. I thought Darren Helm had just retired. Yeah, right. This like, isn't he like a million years old? <laughs> yeah, I couldn't believe when I looked him up and he was thirty-four. <laughs> but, so. The the real thing here is that they lost a Manitoba,n with Matt Calvert had to replace and replaced <laughs> the Manitoba,n with Darren Helm. They had other they were uh, good on Manitobans. Some other takes here as as we have his J Fresh hockey card too. One definitely fits team male model. Two. I mean, in that picture, you're like. All right, Darren Helm, kind of fine. He kind of has it going on. Hold on. I want to go deeper dive on this picture specifically because – Oh, shit. We've got a plan. Dye Darren Helm's hair a little bit lighter blonde, and is this not just Colin Wilson with dyed hair? Yeah, true. He looks a lot like Colin Wilson, man. Yeah, it's true. He does look a lot like (laughs) Colin Wilson. (laughs) Do all Manitobans look the same? So maybe, uh, maybe that's the secret. There's only one person from Manitoba, and he's immortal, and he just keeps playing in the bottom six of NHL That's games. right. <laughs> just keeps recycling them. <laughs> so none of these, none of these are particularly encouraging. Like the offensive stuff. Yeah, it's not good. Um, like it's, that's fine. Um. But like I, the the quality of competition is interesting, because you look at his quality of teammate is trash, but his quality of competition yeah. is interesting. He actually had some tough minutes there. Um, the PK think- the PK isn't great, but it's actually better than what Belmar did. Belmar was quietly pretty bad. On pretty the- bad on the PK. Yeah. yeah, it got it got bad at the end. Um, And then the even-strength defense is good. Yeah. Cool. It's prototypical fourth-line veteran stuff, basically. Whoa. We're not going to shit-talk Manitoba. That's That's a bottom-six comment, friend. Oof. That's not nice. (laughs) So we're a pro-Manitoba podcast. Thank you. (laughs) Helm... uh, Look, he's going to start the season on the ads roster. He's going to be on the ads roster the entire year. Yeah. Anybody um, I saw the, there right. were people, people who are were like saying it's a competition that's just not oh, reality. Well, like, he might be, no. He's going to be on the roster the whole year. Yeah. So, yes, we are pro Manitoba. Yes. If you are if you are anti Manitoba, then you are going directly against the soul of this pod. AJ's kind of, you know, engaged to part of Manitoba. So yeah, exactly. It's going to be going to be tough to go against Manitoba on this pod. Yeah. Um, But so Helms in the lineup, right? Realistically, let's do a quick rundown or I'll do a quick rundown of a rough lineup. Don't take the lines too seriously, but obviously of the big three, it's just called a second line, new hook Kadri Burakovsky. You have a third line of Jost, New Hook, and uh Comfer, let's say for now. You end up with a fourth line of you what? have a what? Did you just put new hook on two lines? Did did I? I meant Nichushkin on the third line. Oh, okay. All uh right. I'm with you. Yeah. You end up with like eight or nine dudes that you could reasonably see on the fourth line. Yeah, because right now, um okay, so the other the other question is uh Darren Helm, what positions are you going to play? Because he hasn't played center in in several years. Well, and look, we've already heard from Joe Sackick that it sure sounds like they want to give Maltzev that 4C job. Well, and, you know, Sackick also was really uh, effusive in his praise of – Giving Connor Timmins yeah, a bigger role too. True. So he, well, you know, look, he gave Connor Timmons a bigger, bigger role. It's just not yeah, Colorado. <laughs> that's true. He definitely, he definitely put him in a spot where he's going to see more ice time. That's true. That's a good, that's a good point. That's 4D chess right there. But um, so yeah, no, I think so. The conversation. Let's let's just run through the names here, and we're going to assume. Just for the sake of this conversation, that Alex Newhook is in the top nine somewhere. Yeah, somewhere in there. Okay, and that somewhere in the top nine that we think we know, as of right now, who those top nine guys are. So, that bottom that bottom line then, you are talking about... So, you put Helm as a lock. Darren Helm, Mikhail Maltev, Stefan Mateo, Kiefer Sherwood, Shane Bowers... Sam Oranta, Martin Cout, Andreas Vingerly, Dylan Sakura, Logan O'Connor, Jason Magna. So that's 11 dudes. That is a lot of forwards <laughs> that could all play on that fourth line. Uh, that's a lot. So. And like, those are all guys that uh, like, do I, do I think that Mateo will play a single game for the Avs as of right now at this very moment? No. But I mean, like, even if you chop (laughs) off some of the, the deeper guys there, like you're still looking at Helm, LOC, Maltsev, all very, very likely to get NHL games. They acquired Maltav with the express intent of playing him in the NHL. There's a very good chance Sherwood gets some games. I'd you know, say there's a very good chance Cout gets some games. Um it pro- probably a decent chance Wingerly's in that conversation, depending on Camp. Yeah. Well, and this is where this is where Camp sets that hierarchy. Yeah. But but I'm looking at like reasonably where it's already at six guys that I would say are very likely to at least get a couple game looks on that line. Like, so of those guys, though, there are a couple guys that I think are absolute stone-cold locks for the roster. Yeah, well, Helm and LOC, I assume. Helm and LOC, and then I think... Maltsev after Maltsev, that. I think Maltsev is going to get a look, man. Yeah. So... You're talking, there's only, let's just go with Helm and LOC as actual, like, lock locks. Sure. Sure. Okay, so then, of those 11 guys, now those nine guys are competing for up to one, one, up to four spots, uh, up to three spots, sorry. Um, One playing and then two backup jobs. Yeah, two scratches. If they maximize the roster. Which they very likely won't. Which maybe they will, maybe they won't, we'll see. But in, in, in regard, call it the call-up spot then. Either way, there. Yeah, I did not include uh, Jean-Luc Foodie because I don't think he's. I don't think that. would – Look, if Jean-Luc Foodie ends up in the NHL this year, one, uh, a lot of a lot of dudes got hurt, and two, he had a dope yeah, year in the NHL. Right. Like if if Foodie does something to earn the call-up, you're you're high-fiving about it because yeah. he went off. But, um. So you have a bunch of dudes essentially fighting for one lineup spot, maybe three roster spots. Yeah. And And it will be interesting going into camp to see how they're aligned. Agreed. Because typically they want to put the guys that they're giving serious looks to together. And then they'll put the AHL guys together to kind of get a jump on uh, Eagles camp. So Darcy, so, but one thing we didn't talk about um, just cause Amelia em, em, was asking about Darcy Kempers. Yeah, yeah. The one thing I, I felt bad about not mentioning last night is that he is a like a ultra, ultra, ultra competitive dude. And that's something I think is going to be really a, a really interesting change in goal because Philip Grubauer is just the coolest cat. Like he's, he just chills, right? Like he's such a, laid back dude. It's not to say he's not competitive, but like Kemper is a very outwardly competitive individual. Uh, and I think that's going to be fun and interesting. Sorry. I just bring, wanted to bring a little bit of that Patrick Waffire to the goaltender. Uh, I'm not going to go that far, but I'm just <laughs> going to say it will be, it will be different to see. Cause like Gr- Grubauer great work ethic, but he was just like a, he was just chilling yep, all the time. Like he was unflappable. And I will be curious to see uh Kemper and you know maybe a, real a little bit of that so, edge, yeah. yeah sure. be, be interesting to see. Yeah. Um he sounds super happy to be here in his his interview and everything, which is no surprise. Uh probably probably nice when you come from Arizona to a team that's actually competitive. But we'll see. And obviously excited for the potential Kemper can bring, but Um, getting back to the forward core, AJ, first of all, is there such a thing as too much competition? Um, I don't know about like too much competition. I think that there might be such a thing as you've taken all of this guy's hope away that he has a real shot at it. Yeah. Sure. Like if I'm Shane Bowers. Yeah. Martin Cow. These are the the two guys that let's be real, this is what we're talking about. I, especially Shane Bowers, I would Yeah. Say. The guy who's not seen an NHL game played. Yeah. Um it would feel like it, it I think this would feel I think I think I would feel bad right now. You know, I'm motivated, I'm trying to have the best summer. I feel like time's running out on me. Um and then they go out and they they drop four or five more guys that can do his job. Yep. Into the organization where it's just like they don't have any faith in me whatsoever. Yep. So, I'm just I'm just saying like I uh, well, yeah, I you it's know, hard and, from like an emotional perspective because one you're a competitor, you want to compete that should that should bring out the best in you, but two at some point you know like you have to be wondering when when's it well, my turn? Here's the competition is one thing, right? Like I can understand that even if you're Shane Bauer, you're saying look, I can still beat these guys out for a job. Where I struggle with that is when they add a Darren Helm, when they add a, a Mikhail Maltsev and immediately say they intend to play him in the NHL. All of a sudden, dudes are leapfrogging that guy. From the outset. And now he's competing for for one roster spot instead of potentially three, you know? Yeah. But I I do struggle with that a little bit, especially... And look, let me be clear here. We're nitpicking a fourth-line role. Darren Helm will fit in and be just fine in that role. There's no... Neither one of us have any like really strong objections to Darren Helm signing. Yeah. If there were three Darren Helm signings, we would have a different conversation. Right. That's a lot different than one. <laughs> but I mean, there's I've I have two ways that I want to go with this. First of all, yes, that personally, of course, I would like to see the abs use some of the internal options a little bit more aggressively, such as Martin Kaut, Shane Bowers, but Uh, look, the Avs made their decision. They liked Darren Helm. They're going to play him. They went out and got Maltsev. They're going to play him. Fine. I'm okay with that. Where I struggle with adding this many forwards and potentially moving away from playing someone like a a Cout especially is dealing with injuries in their forward lineup. Right now, if someone in the bottom six gets injured, they have a million dudes that can step into that role and like a million, like replacement level ish. Right. And a couple of guys, a couple of guys that you were like, maybe this would be even, this could go better than that. Exactly. And that's where, that's where I'm worried because I want the nod to be given to the guys where you're hoping that things could go better, especially because the big part of these ELCs and where you get an advantage out of them is the potential for there to be more because right now, a bunch of these dudes that were stepping into the lineup. If someone in the abs top six gets hurt, they're in a little bit of trouble, especially nothing. Right. No one outside of new hook who may just be in the top six anyway. Yeah. They don't really have anyone that can step up and potentially fill a role Mm -hmm. in that top six because they haven't given opportunities to guys with potentially someone who could fill that role like a cow. Um, And I I struggle with that, especially when you look at a team like Tampa Bay, we were talking about it the other day, guys like Ross Colton, guys like Matthew Joseph, who are playing in that lineup, yes, likely under their station a little bit because of the talent in that lineup and the way it works as an ELC group. But when you have a player that you can play in your lineup that's under their station, it makes replacing higher level injuries easier. And... Right now, the Avs just have a bunch of dudes that replace bottom six roles. It mm-hmm. can't really elevate to a middle six even level for most well, of them. That's where that's where JT Confer is your Jonas Donskoy replacement really hurts yeah. because on the third line, I think it's fine. Correct, but on the second line, but you on know how that story goes, as yeah. the guy as the guy that has to jump into a job in the top six, you don't feel good about that. Yep, you don't feel good about that at all. You don't feel good about any of those guys like Tyson Jost, Val Nechushkin. You don't want any of those guys in your top six. Yep. The production just you've seen isn't it there. There are no, yeah. like years of data to to show you like these are guys that just mm-mm. So I um I don't know, man. I... So uh, my point being, that's where I struggle with. The Avs went out and got all of these dudes. That's... And it doesn't feel like they answered their big question with all of this depth. Because, they, look, I don't mean any offense to any of these guys, but bottom six forwards in the NHL are a dime a dozen. You can go out and get one any day for cheap. getting guys with potential to fill your top six and not be a hindrance, not as easy. So, it's... look. Tyson Jost was given the de facto 2C job when Kadri was out uh, in the postseason and got fucking crushed. That line was bad. (laughs) Yeah, like, he got his head kicked in. So... Yeah, I'm sure. I'm comfortable with the idea that Tyson just Tyson just like smashed into his ceiling. So I'm, I'm good. Yeah, I'm, I'm good with where he is on that third line. Um, I, that was a revelation. That was a breakout for him. Do that again. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's a whole nother conversation we can have on another day is. Oh, Dan Renuff signed with Detroit good for him. He's back there with them. F's just swapping players with Detroit. They take helm. Detroit can have enough. Call it even. Um, So I, Val in the top six is the same story, right? For the two weeks a year when he's unbelievably hot, play him in the top six. But any other week and he doesn't have the offense to function in the top six. <laughs> yeah. That's that's where I'm at. That's my concern with the forward core and why I understand people out here calling to go out and get a Tomash Tomas Tatar, uh, something like that. It's just a question of the abs likely don't have the space unless he comes on the cheap, or if they ignore their issue at defense, which, you know, decisions have to be made there still in Zach's case. Um, But I don't know. AJ, how do you feel about it? How do you, the other thing I'm worried about as people are talking with Jost and Achuskin here is I'm a little concerned about the Avs bottom six's ability to produce. And I understand, look, 28 teams in the NHL are worried about their bottom sixes production. Yeah. That's why they're bottom six players, but you're hoping for a repeat performance from Jost. You're hoping for a bounce back from Comfer. You're hoping Nachushkin continues to be the guy he is. You're probably pretty confident in the nuke. The other two, not as much. You yeah. add Helm, who really isn't going to give you much more production than than Belmar did. Same, 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 same range. Sure. <laughs> five years ago he was a 30 point guy but like you have logan o'connor which i think you pretty much understand where the production is going to be there the top six the top six is right now the top six might have gone from brandon saw to new hook and that's yep. literally the only change yep like brandon Saw is does brandon sod get replaced externally or internally is the question right it is new hook on the third line and you're playing confer up there or whatever, but yeah. And like, they won't be as deep and proven NHL guys, but the real the real depth loss here for me is defensively, not at forward. I don't, the forward core doesn't bother me that much. I, look, regardless of whether it's second line or third line, you're betting on new hook. We talked about this yesterday. It may not be a better offensive core on day one, But if Newhooks playing in the NHL every day goes the way the Avs are hoping it does, by the end of the year, that could be a significant improvement. Uh, The other guy I think you're likely betting on is Mikhail Maltsev. Yeah. To be a solid producer for you in your bottom six. Yeah. I mean, if he produces at the same rate that he did last year, which he had nine points in thirty-three games. So it's, so like it's a not a twenty-five point guy. Not amazing, but he's a twenty-point guy. If you're, if that's I, on your fourth line, that's okay. I mean, that replaces Matt Calvert, right? Yeah. So that's what you're looking at, and and targeting is the offensive production. Um, yeah, that that pretty much sums it up. I I think the offense with with yeah. the the addition of Helm the offense has gotten significantly more rigid I'll put it that way Yeah I mean the big the big thing that Colorado lost is the flexibility um yep in case of any any injury whatsoever yep that's a big problem but also this is the second day of free agency and right look remember they, remember Valner was signed in the it, middle of August in a regular offseason, like anywhere between 15 minutes from now to the next two months yeah, could I, see a significant change to this. But Morgan's point right here is exactly what I'm kind of leaning into is that, you know, a month from now, if there's guys that are unsigned, uh, you know, Orion Ryan Donato coming in and Andre Kasha coming in. Uh, either on a pto or a cheap one year deal take a 1 million dollar type of deal thing, exactly yeah. like those are the those are the things that they'll have to sort out where they take some chances where they might be able to get some guys yep. that can help them for sure definitely definitely the case there um so uh, also yeah, that's not I mean, how the that's not how the salary cap works guys you can max out on day one of the regular season and be just fine in terms of the, trade deadline flexibility the cap is calculated daily so yeah you can do some funny things to to create space i'm not saying that the apps need to spend all cap so you guys were telling me that the uh, bonus overages were calculated in their cap space i just did the basic math um It is so. You guys were right. I was wrong. So they have an extra um, million and a half to play with. Yeah. So they have. So if we, so they're at if they're at seven and Jost, we assume at two, then they have right around five million to spend. You want to see them at least spend three like, of that. I would say I would say comfortably three of that, and yeah. then probably four. And that's again, that's an aggressive projection for Tyson Jost, in my opinion. Right. Realistically you're hoping for one point five in that. Mm-hmm. Deal or this is also but... like like Stefan Mateau is the guy that's in the NHL right now. I don't think that's gonna happen. Yeah. Yeah. look give it a <laughs> give it plus or minus five hundred K either way, right? Yeah. Just to be just to be safe. Like I think New Hook is in the AHL. Yeah, they have New Hook down there. So that's switch him for Mateau and it's like a Simple Ranta makes more money than Alex Newhook? Yeah, crazy, right? Hard to get those college kids out. I bet Newhook has a ton of bonuses that Ranta doesn't, though. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Newhook has to actually hit the bonuses, to be fair. but Yeah, but just the max bonuses. He has double the bonus. Yeah. Um, the bonuses. So. Yeah. And we know that he hit one of those bonuses cuz these overages one of them is Alex Newhook's games played bonus. <laughs> Made it. Uh anyway, yeah. they the, they've got they've got They've got wiggle room here where they can do something. All right. Real quick before we we wrap up the show we are brought to y'all by strava craft coffee the cbd infused coffee that has really changed lives you can get 25 percent off when you use code dnbr25 online to order and you get 20 percent off indefinitely if you sign up for their subscription service so John, give them a no, shot today man <laughs> aj just watching dudes go minnesota <laughs> seriously need another anyway Sorry, go ahead. (laughs) Uh, Also, looking to buy a home? Here in Colorado, Chevalier Mortgage has you covered. Both Mike and Virginia have been in the business for a very long time. They got you covered, not only with getting a great rate on your loan, but Mike is a certified financial planner. So they will look at all of your financial situation and find the correct loan for you. So check them out at DNBrmortgage.com. When you head over there, you can get a free consultation and also enter for your chance to win some free DNVR merch as well. So... Might as well jump over and check out dnvrmortgage.com for the free stuff. At very least, you can also call Virginia directly at 303-257-6578. They'll take care of you here. We're all diehard sports fans. Michael <laughs> Chevalier, NMLS 1931006. Virginia Chevalier, NMLS 1910631. Of course, also check out Green Mountain Dental Group. They can take care of your teeth and make your teeth all nice shiny and pretty looking like mine are nowadays highly recommend go over there just 15 minutes from downtown denver and when you sign up for a cleaning x-ray and exam with them you get a free sonic toothbrush third period of the dnvr avalanche podcast what are you giggling about over there aj uh i was just going through minnesota's organization trying to see if they have 18 they've... defensemen well and i forgot like joe Hickets existed oh man what a name that is do you remember out. when joe hicketts was like was with detroit yeah he was supposed to be hot shit in detroit yeah <laughs> when he signed because he was undrafted and he signed with detroit uh out of the whl and everybody was like keep an eye on this joe hicketts it's good <laughs> he's coming oh detroit oh man the the red wings gotta steal <laughs> Joe Hicketts, 22 games played, five assists, negative nine, four penalty minutes in three seasons. That's a yike. How old is he now? Twenty-five? Yeah, twenty-five. Yeah. Still a really productive AHL player, but I like I'm glad somebody else remembers like when Joe Hickett yep. came out of the dub <laughs> that it was like a big deal. Everybody's like, about this dude. Yeah. People were like, you just watch out for Joe Hicketts. <laughs> And it was like, oh, my God. Uh, I think it was because he he went to WJC's on Team Canada. Yep. And it was like, people were like, Joe Hickets. And, okay. <laughs> and then, now he's in Minnesota's organization with Dakota Mermis. <laughs> yes. I, I, I remember I was watching Dakota Mermis when he scored his one NHL goal. Really? In his career. Yeah, I was watching that game live for some reason. <laughs> it was like this little turnaround shot that he didn't see. Cause it was it was like this weak turnaround shot from just inside the blue line. And seeing eye shot, right? Never should have gone in. Super soft. But it was just like he didn't see it. And then all of his teammates were like, Oh my gosh. And he was the last one to realize he had scored his first goal. You love to see it. Fun story for Dakota Mermos. And now they, he's in Minnesota. There really haven't been any other big deals today outside of Saad, have there? It's interesting that they've remade their bottom. So they, Ian Cole, Carson Soucy, Ryan Suter has turned into Alex Goligosky, Dmitry Kulikov, and John Merrill. So that's different. That's kind of weird. It's, it's a lot different, right? And you're like, all right, well, those are all guys I've heard of. They do. Uh, they do play in the NHL. John Merrill, true. one year at 850k, is that's exactly the deal. kind of thing yeah, that they need deal. to. That they should really be trying to get done with somebody. Give me Ryan Murray. The thing I actually like about Ryan Murray is that he actually would fit their play style, and it's not like a Mcdermott or a Nemeth. We are like, okay, well, we went and got this like lug back here that does these things the other guys don't do, but. Absolutely doesn't fit in remotely with our identity. Yeah, and which I mean, there's so such a thing as too much of a good thing, too, right? But yeah, like you need you need versatility, you need a, a, a variety of skill sets, and there's a little bit of concern now that Colorado's defense is a little too samey. But but you also need someone that can bring that skill um, set and make it fit in your system. Yeah, like you, you've got to be a, you've got to find guys that work for you. Yeah, so agreed. Which, so what do you, what do you think about this idea? Since so we're just kind of chilling sure. right now. Yeah, we're uh, Greg, Greg Wachinski proposing that Vegas trade for Andre Kopitar. What's Kopi's cap hit? A billion dollars. Yeah, I know. It's like, like so. You're assuming Kings retain half just right off the bat, right? I'm assuming the Kings retain. Something like maybe a million or oh, ten. there's three years left on that, dude. No way. I mean, they just got filled the no, and they've got Turcotte and they've got Byfield, right? Like, if it was if if Kopi had won, maybe two years left. Maybe I see that, but the third year just kills that. I don't see how they make it work. What is and what is Vegas giving up to LA to get him? Krebs. Yeah. Probably starts with Krebs. Maybe Brisson instead of Krebs. For the same reason that they would be comfortable moving Copotars, the same reason they don't need Krebs. Fair enough. In Brisson they get a potential high-end goal scorer, I guess. Yeah. yeah like like from a Vegas perspective, this is it's it's this is hilariously obvious why this makes sense for them. But for LA, it's also like would you trade like your Like, I mean, one of the two faces of your most successful generation ever for Vegas. It only makes sense like this year, though, potentially. Because you're taking on a massive cap hit. For a guy that is not young, he's 33. Yeah. Like, and don't get me wrong. Obviously, he's played great, (laughs) but that's a big gamble for Vegas, in my opinion. (laughs) I'd be for it, man, because they're so locked into their roster. Like, they're real. like, how different are they if they are Kopitar, Carlson, and Stevenson down the middle versus Stevenson, Carlson, whatever they do down there? They're better today, but even if the Kings retain 2 million, that's 8 million in cap that Vegas has to find room for.
1: And yeah, I mean, uh, over
0: the cap. And this would have made more have sense pre-Dadanov. Right. Once that's they signed sure. Martinez and Dadanov, like, yeah. this stopped being a thing that was realistic. But I just think it's a fun idea. I also it, think it's just fun that I, you have, like, Vegas is a team that's been to the conference finals multiple times three of four years three of the the last four years the one time obviously that they didn't advance they got screwed yep um but it's it's interesting that this roster is like there it's right there but they just can't find that center to push them down the middle you know the to, to push them through that 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 next barrier and make them like okay because they, they're like half a step from it like that they're they're so close man i mean look i'm not saying that it's wrong but how many teams that have been half a step from it made the move and it not worked yeah well and that's why they play the games yep So, you know, yeah. Uh, right, I, now, right now, I think their said their centers are Stevenson, Carlson, Waugh. I mean, and then I'm not sure what they do fourth line. They like Colorado, they have loaded up on yeah, cats that they, they can, can pick any number of dudes. Sure, you know, they got, they got Brett Howden, they got Nolan Patrick. I saw they just re signed Patrick Brown. Okay, you know, they still have Peyton Krebs. Be curious what they do. Otherwise, I like I, I like the Brossois move. Bringing Martinez back was something they really needed to do. But the Dadunov thing I still don't get. Especially because he just has not been very good the last couple of years. Uh, it does. I have, again, like... I feel like a lot of... After that first year, a lot of what Vegas has done just feels like they kind of just do stuff. <laughs> like, um, it, in in the off season, a lot of the moves they've made has... They almost feel like for the sake of making a move at times. The Dadnoff move. Yeah. Uh, Dadunov definitely felt that way. So... I don't know. Yeah. Alex Tuck is still only twenty five. My goodness, he's a dude. Where is Tarasenko going to land? That's a great question. Colorado at half retained. Yeah, I absolutely don't know. <laughs> I mean, that market's getting it's getting smaller. Yeah, so the price is getting lower. Yep. The Read, I think there's a pretty good chance he's just in St. Louis still. But and yeah, they're like, it's it's like, are they seriously going to outweigh the on this just, one? Yeah, just gonna bite the bullet and be like, okay, fourth round pick or whatever. That'd be pretty yike. Oh, I don't want the edge to mess yeah. with the Kyle Palmieri stuff. The abs don't need Palmieri at all. I liked Kyle Palmieri two years ago, but after watching him with the Island this last year, it's like, that's a relationship that's going to continue. <laughs> uh, go get Casey Sazekas, then you can pluck him from the Islanders. That's fun. Oh boy, here we go again. This conversation. Casey, Casey. Um, Alright, right. Let's uh. let's do this real quick before we get out of here. AJ, we're both in agreement. We think the Av should go get a defenseman. Rank your rank your defenseman left on the market here. Give me your top couple. I know you're going to have to look at the list and stuff, but... I'm, I'm curious to see who you think Ryan they Murray. should target. You think Murray is one? I I think he's the guy that fits, and he's the guy that gives them the most upside if he actually comes in and plays well. Not worried about... Injury history taking them right back to square one with him. Pretty, pretty worried about it. Yeah, not going to pretend like it's not a factor there. <laughs> uh, but really, like this market's not super intriguing. I mean, there's a, there's a bunch of dudes you can get by with, right? Like, I saw there was a conversation earlier about like Eric Branson. Not my favorite. Please no. <laughs> <laughs> I um, don't. I I actually don't mind Jason Demers, but you probably will hate him. So no, fine. Jason Demers is a guy that I've liked most of his career. Or maybe it's Evan that'll hate him then. As a as a as your like sixth guy. Yeah. Right. You know. You have uh, to understand the role that you're putting this guy in. Yeah. Like Jason Demers would be. I mean that's. These are all like this is like a one year, one million, right, two million dollars, absolute tops here. Yep. For some of these guys, you know. I've always been a Ben Hutton fan, so I like Ben Hutton. Sure. Um Connor Carrick is like had his moments, but I don't think he's a guy that I would want to right. I would be comfortable relying on. I wouldn't mind him. I'd yeah. be curious to see how healthy Sammy Votnin is. But Votnon is kind of like more of like they just don't really need this cat. Yeah. Yeah. Like what he does well is not what they what they need to be going after. So less interested there. Um, same reason I'm not interested in Eric Gustafson. Uh look, they don't they certainly won't have Justin Baron penciled into the six D on opening night, I'll put it that way. Yeah. There's a world where he plays well in the AHL and he gets a look down the line this year. But there's no way they just have him riding shotgun right away. Just throw him to the wolves like that. Yeah. It's funny because we're like, oh, give some of these developed guys a chance, and we're like Justin Barron, no. <laughs> well, but it's it's mostly fear that like you screw him up. Yeah. I mean, look, Kout and Bowers have been in in pro hockey in North America for th- the three years, years now. So three years now. It's very different than Justin Barron. Yeah. Dude, I didn't hate Rosen. I mean, he's not great or anything, but. God, this market dried up so much, even from just yesterday. Yep. When there aren't that many names out there, it dries up quick, man. Apparently, I look at Ryan Murray's stuff a lot because his name just <laughs> autofills. Pops that one right up for you. <laughs> yeah, I, I typed in R and it just filled Ryan Murray. Like, you want Ryan there. Murray? We know. <laughs> we know where you're going. The Columbus connection is there. I just it just feels like it makes sense. That's yeah. all. If you can get him for cheap on a one year, I'd do it. Have no problems with it. It amazes me how often we have addressed the issue with. uh, We've talked about the issue with the podcast posting. Uh huh. We're still getting messages about it multiple times. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what to tell y'all. It it worked the other day, and then it stopped working again. So. Yesterday's pod is up now because it uploaded overnight. So That's fun. This pod will be up whenever Megaphone lets me put it up. <laughs> That's about all there is to it. I don't know what to tell you. We're talking about Defenders. I mean, are there any... Uh, see, the thing is, is that there are forwards. And uh, in, in, I think instead of paying Tatar $4 million... I might almost prefer taking the roll of the dice on like the Donatos and the Koshas. Sure, it's less long term risk, certainly there. God, there's a lot of there's a lot of forwards that you could lie to yourself that could help you. Do you you remember a couple of off seasons ago when we were like, we were talking about Nikita Gusev as he was coming from the KHL? Yep. And people went like ballistic over the idea of him playing like, like the ads going, getting Nikita Gusev. And now he's, uh, now he's a free agent, and there isn't a peep about him. It's funny how that goes sometimes. Look, it's it's all hype when it's not a known quantity, right? Yeah, you can talk. You can talk yourself into he's gonna he's gonna be X Y Z. Doesn't he's yeah. gonna he's gonna be the next Panarin? <laughs> what, <laughs> what was that? All of a sudden, you're like a a New York babushka or something there talking sure. about sure about like your grandkids <laughs> yeah sure <laughs> i'm good with that <laughs> yeah um just uh, in case people didn't see my middle of the night tweet i got clarification last night that yeah. uh, the first round pick that the have sent to arizona was lotto protected it is lotto protected which is good there's no reason not to do that yeah some conflicting reports, but after I wrote my story and made that a, a part of my cons, it it got corrected. And I was like, okay. All right. So the Avs have 5 million roughly in cap. You're looking at a defenseman for 1 to 2 million and maybe another forward in the same range. Maybe, you know, one, one, one million, one, three million, whatever, something like that. Yeah. Let's say, let's say Jason Demers, 2 million, Andre Kasha, 2 million, one year deal for both. they you go. Done. It's over. Easy life. I blamed Lotto protection works. If it's, if the Evs miss the postseason, they're in the lottery. And they keep their pick and then the pick moves to the next year. In which case it is unprotected. Which would still not be great. I mean they gonna they gonna miss the postseason two years in a row. You can always (laughs) talk yourself into like you can always talk yourself into like worst case scenario. I talk about it, I've I've talked about on this podcast a bunch of times really good teams miss the postseason randomly in the middle of things happening to them. Y'all remember who drafted in front of the abs in 2015 with the ninth pick, the San Jose sharks. Yeah, Right in the middle of that big old run that they were on where they made the postseason and they went to the final, the conference finals and they did all this stuff like randomly, right? Like they were just, they just missed the postseason stuff happens. No doubt about it. Um, you know who you you remember who was drafted in third overall in twenty in in, in twenty thirteen when the Avs drafted Nathan McKinnon? Nope, it was Tampa Bay. There you go. Oh yeah,
1: so, like, that's right. They threw and duh. Yeah. yeah,
0: like these things. These things weirdly, like really good teams will just occasionally just be like, oh. They just missed the postseason. Yeah, things happen. Totally, like, do, totally. Do, get that. Do, do you remember how the Avs ended up with Bowen Byram? Like they, they Ottawa did an oops. Ottawa, Ottawa was one goal from the Stanley Cup Finals, and granted, all of their underlying numbers were like not this, sustainable. This team is yeah. not this good. But if you go back and you look at that team, and probably should at, have like, been a playoff team still. Yeah. Like, yes. <laughs> Like it was, it was so crazy. Like that, that that team fell apart that hard, like to that level. It was insane. And then, and then of course they like tanked and then the ads got that pick, but it was just like, like things happen. So that's why, that's why I, the lotto protection was a thing for me is because it was like, Look, if they if they miss the postseason, like there's a worst case scenario for every team in the league, and for Colorado, it would it would be Kemper breaks immediately. Yeah, it would be missing the postseason. Yeah, it's and like you look at this roster, and we're talking about oh the you know the the lack of depth, and yeah, that's the concern. Look, if Nathan McKinnon goes down for any extended period of time, the Avs are in trouble. Yeah. Nathan McKinnon or Darcy Kemper, if they miss for extended periods, it's bad. Yeah. I I do think this team is talented enough that they could potentially squeak into the playoffs anyway if one of those things happen. The combination of the defense being as good as it's going to be. Yep. And the central division being as as mediocre as it's going to be. Because I don't think – I don't think the central division is bad. I don't I, think I, they're very good, man. I I think it's mediocre. I think it's a whole bunch of the teams that draft are going to draft between nine and 17. I sure. think that's like, I think that it's going to be a bunch of freaking central teams just like it was this year. But I don't, I don't think, I don't know outside of Arizona, Arizona's legitimately a bottom five team, but I don't, I don't know that there's anyone else in the division that I feel that way about like look, look we're looking at Chicago and all the all the moves that they've made and all the stuff that they've done and it's like okay i think they're better i think they're more competitive i don't think they're a championship contender or anything but it's it, i think i think they're a more competitive team yeah i think you're higher on Dallas than i am too well, and um, Dallas is like their worst case scenario is all the old guys play like old guys yeah. at the same time, and the bottom falls out. So I'm very open to the idea that that happens to Dallas. That Nashville, they just get old. Nashville is the epitome of mediocre. Yeah, Nashville, right? Like they're just they're just okay. They've got some yep. good players. They have one or two great players, and they're gonna have they're they're gonna have good goaltending. Yep. And when you have good goaltending and your best players are your defensemen, you're, you're going to be, yeah, you're going to be competitive. Yep. Like, are they going to compete for a cup? Are they going to Are they going to go deeper than a round or two in the postseason? No, but they'll be competitive. Yep. So I don't. Arizona is the only truly bad team that I see in the Central Division right now. And the the Jets made a bunch of made, made a I bunch think of moves. The to Jets get got a lot better. I think I'm with you on that. I think Minnesota is headed for a crash, but I also think that they've done a good job of rebuilding their defense on the fly, to the point where that should once again be the strength of their team that stabilizes them. My big my big thing is is look, <laughs> Cam Cam Talbot was exceptional last season. Yep. If that doesn't happen again, they're in real trouble. Well, yeah. And, and we'll see. Minnesota's problems come next year and the year after when they have 14 million in dead cap. But. Well, I mean, they still have, like, Erickson Eck has to repeat the career year that he had. Yeah. You know, Victor Rask, Marcus Felino, Jordan Greenway, Ryan Hartman. Like, there, there are no, like, Kiro Kaprizov is their only, like, star talent. And Kevin Fiala is the only other guy that's truly dynamic. Yeah. That's it. It's two wings. They're still – Erickson Eck is their best center. And, like, he's got to, you know, we've got to see what happens there. So I'm curious about just what their ceiling looks like because they outperformed some of their on-ice stuff last year pretty significantly. They had kind of a charmed season. So I'm sure. I'm I'm iffy on them repeating that, and like St. Louis, Brandon Saad, Pavel Bucanovic, good players. Does this elevate them? They they lost good players and they replaced them with good players. I don't see them as of it, it's yet. Weirdly I, balanced, yeah. I think if they're going to take if they're going to take a big meaningful step forward, it's got to be Robert Thomas and Jordan Cairo breaking out. And they Very need right. they need a bet like Villan Husso actually has to be serviceable as a backup. They can't just go in and lose all their backup games. Yeah, that's. True. Yeah, I actually love that idea. If they could, if they could pop Hayden Fleury out of That'd Seattle, be dope. yeah, I would. Depending love that. on price, of course, but yeah, I would love to give them give him, give him, give him next year's third round pick. You already don't have a first and a second. And just just keep completely abandon next draft. Yeah, just keep going. <laughs> All right, AJ, I need uh, I need two awards for through free agency so far. Ooh, okay. We have the best and the worst team the best is the shady and the worst is the bush what <laughs> what are you talking about i think you know you need a best yeah give me the best and worst free agency so far obviously not done yet but seattle okay Seattle did go big in free agency It's true Do you have a Worst free agency so far? Uh, I don't think so No Edmonton Acceptable Alright So chat when you need to take your bush from Edmonton and turn it into a Seattle, nice, clean shaven. She worked so hard for this. <laughs> you, Chad, already knows. Chad already worked so knows. hard for this. You got to have fun with it a little bit sometimes. Head on over to Manscaped. Use code DNVR to get 20% off and free shipping on the Perfect Package 4.0. You can get the trimmer. They do have a ton of other products that include caring for your body, both above and below the belt, whether it be deodorant, breath mints, all sorts of other stuff as well. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, Manscaped, go check them out. They're one of our partners, just like everyone else. We appreciate them. They appreciate us. One big happy family. Let them know DNVR sent you. Uh okay. Any any final thoughts here AJ? I have have we settled happily into the avs need to still more work to do even if it's not major work. Yeah, um they have to trim around the edges of their roster. They've got to there figure go. it out. Do a little, uh, do a little styling. I, oh, I got you. Oh, the Padres traded for Max Scherzer. Yeah, it's kind of been fun that the Rockies are who cares this year because the NL West arms race has gotten really. Yeah, excited. they are popping off between the Padres and the Dodgers and the Giants now. <laughs> the giant, this, giants have gotten yeah. involved too. Yeah. Um. Anyway, um, they they there's still there's still some. Still some work to be done. I, I know a lot of people are like, oh, look at everything that the Avs have lost. But I also think the Avs were in a position to replace a lot of that stuff internally. Not all of it, but some of it. Mm-hmm. And the big thing is, is that I think they upgraded it goaltender and they still have the best top line in the NHL. There you go still still contender status right there if they're healthy. And I still think they have the... I think they're going to have the best defense in the league with Bowen Byron. Yep. Regardless of that sixth D spot. I do think it will be a tougher... a tougher go of it next year. I don't think you're going to see 10 game stretches of the abs giving up less than 20 shots. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, But anyway, I've never been a fan of CM Punk. I'm not going to lie. But we're out of here. Thank you, chat, watching, listening, consuming the pod. We appreciate all of you. Y'all know the drill. If the abs do something crazy, we'll be back this evening. But hopefully they give us a little bit of a break here. We are raiding tonight. So... We're guaranteed to see something happen in the yeah, middle of that shit. Probably. we've Dude, we've gotten pretty lucky with the timing so far. Landy signed, like, 15 minutes after Ray. Yeah. <laughs> True. True. Uh, I mean, the Graves deal happened, like, what? Like, 40 minutes into it? Yeah. And we were just like, screw it, we're in here. After our five-hour show, like, the Avs gave us just enough time to, like take a break and reset before they went out and uh and got Kemper I literally napped woke up (laughs) and they traded for him and I was like all right let's get back on the air it's the way it goes but this one is over we appreciate all of you we will be back at very least tomorrow to talk about around the league whatever the abs do just depends on what the news of the day is hope to see you there until then we will talk to you all later